Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the channel. Did that intro just fill your heart full of nostalgia? Well, good, because we are taking a trip down memory lane today. I want to reflect on the early days of Call of Duty Zombies, the early days or the glory days, whatever you want to call them. You know, back when Zombies was a simple yet very challenging and fun game mode. Zombies played a critical role in helping Call of Duty make its way to the top spot for multiplayer shooters. And let's start at the very beginning, Call of Duty World at War, the birthplace for the mode. World at War is a very special game for me, not just for zombies, but it's also the first multiplayer game I played. I remember like it was yesterday when I was rushing to set up my Xbox Live account so I could hop on the game. I'm a World War II history buff and I love World War II games, so this was the perfect game for me. And it actually is still my favorite Call of Duty game to this day. And that was such a cool unexpected moment when the Zombies intro video started, right after the end credits for the campaign, because technically, nobody ever knew about this mode. It wasn't promoted, it wasn't, the information wasn't released to the public. And World at War was cool because you were able to play the campaign in Zombies cooperatively via online or split screen. You could play the mode by yourself or up to four players. It doesn't matter how many people you played with, it was always challenging. That first map, Nocturne Toten, was very small and you could easily get crammed up if the zombies overran the building. Noct featured three sections in the building that you could roam around and defend. In the early days of zombies, you could not venture out into a wide open space like in the games that followed. I remember a lot of times my friends and I would just post up in a corner in the upstairs room right by the staircase, and the key to success was someone having the ray gun and a couple of other people having light machine guns. And then it just became a waiting game. How long could you survive before running out of ammo or being overrun? It was simple yet so much fun. The mystery box was a cool concept. Earning points to spend on the box or wall guns was simple and not a grind. Just repair the windows and kill zombies. Now kids, back in those days, live service was in the form of map packs. Each map pack would contain four maps, three multiplayer and one for zombies. Honestly, all four of the zombie maps that came out in World at War were pretty awesome. They each improved upon the last, and the maps would get a little bit bigger and add a few more features each time. The first map to come out in a pack was Verrucked. You were stuck in a building yet again, but it was bigger, you had more rooms, and also, if you played with others, then you would start off separated. You would have to make your way to the power room and turn on the power so you could unlock the door that divides the starting rooms, or both groups of players can just rendezvous over there in general. Electronic traps could also be turned on to help lessen the zombie horde, again, have to put the power on. Shinonuma was one of my favorite maps of all time, and that's when things really began to pick up. You weren't just stuck in a building anymore. You were stuck in a swamp within a dense jungle, and this time the zombies were from the Japanese army, and you were able to venture out to other parts of the map. No longer were you stuck in one building. The Hellhounds were introduced in this map as well, and so was another wonder weapon. And in my opinion, the best addition in this map was the characters. The first two maps you just played as generic American Marines, they had no personalities. They didn't speak at all, as a matter of fact. The characters best known in this mode were introduced in Shinonuma. The American Marine Tank Dempsey, Japanese Captain Takio Masaki, Russian Sergeant Nikolai Belinsky, and German Dr. Edward Richthofen. It was cool to get characters from different armies involved in the war. The Allies and Axis characters had to come together to save themselves and the world from the zombies. And the voice acting was superb. The dialogue was funny and entertaining. They would argue with each other, yell at zombies that were hitting them, and celebrate when you picked up a power-up such as Max Ammo. These four characters would go on to be the playable characters throughout most of the maps going forward, across multiple games. 
and the voice actors even made a Christmas album. You can find the songs on YouTube still, and they're actually pretty good. The album was never officially released, but it is still out there to listen to. So Zombies was a huge success in World at War, so they would eventually make a return in Treyarch's next game, Black Ops 1. A total of seven zombie maps would be featured in that game, and the developers were very creative. The map 5, for example, featured you playing in the Pentagon as either JFK, Robert McNamara, Richard Nixon, or Fidel Castro. Then you had Dead Ops Arcade, which turned zombies into a twin-stick top-down shooter. It was like playing a game at the arcade. And another map was called Moon, and yeah, you fought zombies on the moon. I think the most memorable map that came in Black Ops 1 was Call of the Dead. This map featured a well-known list of voice actors for the characters you play as, Danny Trejo, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Robert England, and Michael Roker. George Romero is also in the game. He is actually a special enemy in the game that is almost unkillable. He will literally chase you around the entire game. He was kind of a pain in the ass, but still a pretty cool concept. So then Black Ops 2 is when I started to lose interest in zombies. It's not that it was bad or anything, but it was getting too big and too complex for me personally. I wasn't interested in doing quests and the easter eggs and all these other things they put in there, and if I did it was because my friends wanted to and they knew how to complete them. And I will admit Transit was a very cool map. You were able to explore a whole town practically and travel by bus. Zombies would attack the bus while you rode from location to location, but like I said, the map was just too big for me personally. But I have to applaud the developers yet again for continuing to be creative with the game. The fan-favorite multiplayer map Nuketown got a Zombies version, Mob of the Dead was another map that featured a star-studded cast, Ray Liotta, Chaz Palminteri, Michael Madsen, Nolan North, and Joe Pantoliano. You fought zombies on Alcatraz Island, and again, things got too complicated for me, too many easter eggs, annoying bosses, and the maps became mazes. But that's just my personal opinion though. And again, to the developer's credit, they continued to work hard on the mode and kept it going with new things. So then I eventually took a break from Call of Duty overall. I did not return the zombies until Cold War. Die Machine was a solid map, it gave off old school zombie vibes, and yeah, it was still a bit extreme with some aspects, but I really enjoyed the map and I liked how you could actually extract. Sadly, it did not keep my interest for long, and the zombie mode in Vanguard is absolutely ridiculous, it was way too over the top, and to me it just wasn't zombies anymore. It's demonic creatures, undead Nazi machine gunners, and a side of zombies. And like most games I grew up with, I guess it's just a sign of the times. New generations of developers come in, and there's new players, so things changing does make sense. It's the cycle of life. So to me, the early days of Zombies was the best. The maps were better when the gameplay was simple and not complex. The best maps can be found in World at War, Black Ops 1, and 2. And yeah, it might have been a little too simple at the beginning, but it had a solid foundation. And back when it started, it stood alone when it came to a horde survival kind of mode. The only grind you felt while playing this mode came from creating a train of zombies to run around and destroy. Getting points for guns and perks was simple, the power-ups you could pick up from time to time were crucial to your survival, and it was worth risking your life to get them because it might just save your life in the long run. The wonder weapons were unique, and they also became very vital to your survival as well. The perks were also very important, everything that was added to help you truly did help. It was all very creative and it all made sense for the mode. The game was fun back when your only goal was to survive and pack a punch your weapons. The mode got better once they added the characters, all of the voice actors like I said earlier did an amazing job, and to even bring aboard some well-known actors from the big screen was huge. I don't know how successful the mode would have been honestly if the silent American Marine protagonists were featured in every single map in every game. 
and everything I just mentioned is why this mode became so popular quickly. And the mode was great until it transitions from killing zombies to a mode focused on fighting dragons, demons, and aliens, all while trying to save the universe. Now, of course, the developers needed to add more to the gameplay to prevent it from growing old. But to me, the laundry list of miscellaneous objectives to complete quests and easter eggs was not that fun. But all in all, I think the zombies mode has had a good life, it just might be time to retire it though. Let me know your thoughts on zombies down below, and you know the drill, like and share the video, feel free to subscribe for more, and I could also be found on Twitter and TikTok at analyzethis_yt. underscore YT. Take care.